Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. The gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, could a vegetarian eat troll meat? No, it's meat. Okay, but like the reason that you can't eat meat is like if you're a vegetarian is because you like, you don't want to eat uh, a dead animal, right? Yeah, you don't want to eat living things. Yeah, but like the troll if it's a troll the troll is still alive like trolls regenerate well the if okay if it's still fucking alive then a vegetarian definitely still wouldn't want to eat it well i think the point is that they don't want to eat like meat well no like uh, most like my vegetarian fan my vegetarian fans my vegetarian <laughs> friends sorry my vegetarian friends, whenever they're like, they will still eat like synthetic meat, you know, like um, yeah, the, the burger, thing is, the Burger King. They, they don't want yeah. to profit off of like not profit. I don't fucking. They don't want to like. Um, they're very against like the 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 the, the exploitation of animals and like living yeah. things, and they don't want harm yeah. to come to those things, and that's why yeah. they do it. So a, li- a uh-huh. living troll, they wouldn't want to eat a living thing. Also, uh huh. If you scoop out flesh from a troll, that doesn't mean it's synthetic. Yeah, yeah. but like, it's it's the closest thing that they've got. Well, why can't they I'm just saying, make if synthetic I was a troll, meat? If I was a troll, oh, I would God. simply take. Uh, if I was a troll, I would simply take some um, uh, some fucking anesthetics. I would set up a little business. No. <laughs> This is the chum bucket all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. The reason why the fish and SpongeBob don't eat is because it's made out of them. It's people. I like that. Plankton's just fine with this. Well, of course he's fine with it. He's at the bottom of the food chain. What he's doing is essentially saying "fuck you" and feeding them and be and making them be the food instead. Which is not the best business practice, but I have to commend him for the for like the political statement. 
<laughs> Why won't people buy my chum instead of that Krabby Patty? It must be that the Krabby Patty is so good and delicious. Nothing wrong with what I'm selling. God. King. Anyway. Sorry. Chum don't, just, chum we, don't look like We spiraled off there. Sometimes you just ask a funny Pathfinder question and you start discussing the politics of the chum bucket. Do you want to play some Pathfinder? Because we've got, we've got an adventure to start today. I'd love to start it. So... A boat sails through the heaving sea. It is an odd sight, to say the least. It's not every day that a ferry full of colorfully clothed uh, performers, animals and beasts of all manners of speaking, and adventurers who've been given the divine powers of a dead god, make their way across the strait between the Isle of Aaron and the Isle of Cortos. The Isle of Cortos is, to this day, one of the most powerful nations on Galarian. Not necessarily because of the scatterings of towns that cover it, but more so because of the central seat of power, Absalom. A city with nearly a third of a million souls, Absalom, the city at the center of the world, has a huge logistical burden in feeding its populace. When Aradin, the last Aslanti, raised the island from the depths of the sea, he foresaw this need and blessed it with fecundity through the Aeon Towers and their magical Aeon Orbs. Even after Aradin's death, these towers nurture what was once barren submarine rock. However, as the influences of Aradin has waned in the centuries since, so too has the power of the Aeon Orbs. What was once a near-perfect cornucopia of growing lands for crops and timber, a region virtually untouched by climatic fluctuation or soil exhaustion, has begun in smaller increments to creep back towards being a more mundane environment as the power of the Aeon Orbs slowly dwindle. The expected multiple harvests per year have become unreliable. Timber stands are sparse and recover slowly from logging and in the soil in some fields has become exhausted, forcing farmers to leave them at fallow. Some people of the Swardlands, Swardfolk as they call themselves, are on the verge of panic, while others blightly ignore the changes through them, insisting any change must only be temporary or imaginary. Something has to change, and soon, or the Swardlands will fail. And if Swardlands fail, can Absalom be far behind? This is the other reason that the Circus of Wayward Wonders has their eyes set on this region. Not just because it's hard to make it in a big city, and not just because the people in Swordlands need a good cheering up, but because the divine visions granted to them by the memories of the Aeon Orbs inside them, revealed in a vision from the Moonstone Pools in Eskadar, tell them that if they take the place of Aradin, revitalizing each of the five orbs and bring them to Aradin's throne in the Cortos Mountains, then they will be able to revitalize this nation and bring nature back to where it was before the collapse of the Aeon Orbs. And so we have three little godlings fresh out of uh, the circus of a rival ringmaster and a show that they're about to bring on the road. Royari. Mm-hmm. I think you are making breakfast. Okay. And with you right now 
is a little girl. This is Glinda. Glinda uh, was a street urchin that you uh, helped buy some food for after she stole your money and told her your story of once being a street urchin as well. After bringing her to your adoptive family, the Order of St. Sarnax, an order of uh, sword mages uh, once dedicated to um, the god of humanity, uh, now keeping on the memory of the nation he once represented, Aslant. This young girl, uh, she told them that she wanted a home, but she wanted to learn to be an alchemist, not a cleric. Of course, they didn't really know what to do with this, but you did send her their way, so they had to try. And now uh, your whole adoptive family and this little girl are on the boat from Eskadar to Carrick, which is where you will be landing in the Swartlands. Mm-hmm. Apparently they know an alchemist in uh, Carrick who might be able to give a hand. Okay. A man by the name of da- uh, Danica Steele. Okay. But in the meantime, she's just kind of stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah, she is. So how, how are... How are you taking to this? How are you taking to her? What's going on? Um, well, I mean, Rayari's not, like, terrible with children or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's just cooking and, like, um, like, if Glinda's talking or anything, she's gonna listen. But, um, I don't know if they're doing anything in particular right now. But they're not, like, overwhelmed or uncomfortable with her or anything. It's just kids. I think they're used to it because of the fact that... A lot of people who watch, who like the circus, are children. <laughs> so I think That's that fair. she's fine. I think she's kind of like not looking at you warily, mm-hmm. but like she is like definitely stealing looks at you when you don't think you're looking. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not suspicious, but she's definitely like looking you up and down as if she's trying to suss you out. <laughs> um. Ryari raises an eyebrow and he looks at her and he's like, I can tell you're watching. Huh? No, no, I'm... Okay. So what? Do you need something? It's okay if you just want to watch. No, what? No, um... You've just got... more stuff? Like, a lot of it? Like, in general? (laughs) Yeah, like, you've got... Your whip is different... It's, like, really pretty. Oh, right. This is a different whip. Um, I still have the other one, of course. Yeah, but, like, and your sword looks, like, really different. Like, <sighs> really different. Okay, this one, this one is a gift. This one is, uh, this one is a gift from, um, my family. You're wearing, like, something tied around your waist? That I cannot help. Um, yes. I just, uh... Technically, I'm not just part of the circus. It seems that we have become more adventurers than I had planned. Um, so I just have a lot of things that are useful and I keep on me. Your coin purse looks a lot heavier. Yes. My <laughs> 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 moves it a little bit. Um, <laughs> it is. It's a little bit heavier. I don't think that kind of wealth comes just from a few days working. You were in Eskadar for, like, two weeks. You said you were an adventurer? Well, yes, that is something that we do as well. There's also the circus, but that's, like, more of a steady wage than riches or anything. Yeah. She kind of folds her arms a little bit and says, Is being an adventurer a good trade? 
Yes, it's dangerous. It's not like the safest career path to take or anything, but I wouldn't say that it's bad. But it's lucrative. Yes, I would not do it at your age. You are very young and can get hurt. But yes, it's... Uh-huh. More than I could get hurt in a rogue lab experiment. Okay. Relax. <laughs> More hurt if someone who isn't happy with what I made them comes and gets me. Okay, well, if somebody did that, I cannot More hack. hurt if I'm kidnapped by someone who wants to use my talents for evil. Where is the, Where are you going with this? <laughs> she kind of, like, tilts her head a little bit and says, I want to be an alchemist. I've always been interested, but maybe I can use my alchemy stuff more than just setting up a boring old shop that might get closed down. Well, that is an option. I'm not saying not to be an adventurer. I'm just saying that running out right now immediately is dumb because you could die. But... It is an option for a career path. I mean, I do have... Is it a good one? Personally, I think it's pretty alright. I prefer the circus, but... She kind of looks back at the circus and she, like, sniffs a little bit. She says, I'm not really sure the circus is for me, sorry. <laughs> I'm not telling Unless you Unless you want someone to make fireworks for you? I mean, that is always appreciated. Those things are expensive as... Heck. Fuck. <laughs> the adult, the other adults might hear you, and then I'll get I'm in like trouble. Like thirteen, I can curse all I want. Okay, but yes, I—they're going to yell at me. Call me a bad influence or something. She kind of just shakes her head a little bit, and she's like, "You're strange." Yes, I am. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'm glad that you can appreciate strangeness. Are you done too. making breakfast yet? Um. <laughs> Give me one moment. Definitely a child. Audacity. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Ari finishes a, like a little bit of food for her, for her earlier than the others, and he hands her a plate and is like, "Here you go." I think you two have your breakfast um, on the rocking boat as you head towards the Isle of Portos. Roy Ari, as you stand, uh, young Gilda by your side, uh, cook, uh, getting up some breakfast. You kind of like look to the uh, morning sun, which rises above, painting everything in a beautiful light. Yeah. Take a deep breath of the sea air, and Royari Sansonax, you are level nine. It's true, I am. What's up? What did you get? Um. Well, other than just being, um, other than just having a lot of HP and shit, um, and all my and all the numbers just going up by like one. Well, I got a, uh, not a skill feat. I, I got an ancestry feat. Okay, what's one, what, what's that? Uh, cooperative soul. Ooh. And what's that do? Because I'm already really, like, really, really close with, like, my friends and the people that I care about, if I am an expert in the skills that I'm helping with, like, aiding, um, mm-hmm. then I'll get, uh, no matter what, I will always at least succeed. The only other thing that I can get is a critical success. Damn. Which is really great, considering you have one for all which is you use diplomacy on any aid check. It's the only time that I've ever optimized. Min <laughs> <laughs> maxing Dave, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but it makes sense as well. Um, and then I also yes, it's just very got um, exemplary finisher. Um, okay, you that basically gives you an extra ability depending on what kind of swashbuckler you are. You're a wit swashbuckler, so what do you get? 
Um, I kick ass. Uh, well, it... Okay. Um, well, when I do a finisher, um, mm -hmm. it makes my opponent have a, min a minus two to attack rolls um, while I say something cool or am cool, you know? Uh, that is very in character for you. Uh, also, my precise strike grows. There's another damage dice on that. Yeah. 4d6, baby. Ooh la la. Yep. Uh, as they say in Italy, that's a spicy meatball. I don't think they say that is the thing. Ariato, let's go to you now. Ariato, you are sitting uh, near the slurp wagon. You still have those guys. Yes! Um, and I think you are keeping a close eye on uh, Beelzebub, who is extremely fucking seasick. <laughs> oh dear. Like, really seasick. And she's like, it just keeps rocking back and forth and back and forth. How? Uh, I know. I know, honey. It, it hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. How, how do you do this? I haven't been on a boat in 20 years and oh my God, my head. Oh. Uh, honestly, don't lock your hips. I've been locking my hips this entire time. I'm not supposed to do that? No, the, so that way your upper half doesn't move as much as your bottom half. That's just how I sit, Crass. It okay. helps a little bit, but it won't it won't help the fact that it won't really help when you're staying still or lying down. But it helps when you're standing. Okay. Ugh. I'm just glad to be out out and about, you know? I, For I can feel that. I forgot what it was like to be on a boat, you know? Like looking out off like the edge, wondering like am I gonna fall over at any second? Terrifying a little bit, but real cool. Yeah. Let's step away from the edge for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you pull her back a little bit, and she like she's like telling you not to fuss and stuff before. She, I can't, think she kind of pauses, and she says, are you all right? What do you mean? I don't know. There was just, just something in your eye for a moment. Which one, the red one or the white one? <laughs> the white one? Hmm. The one that's not... As covered by hair? Well, it it's it depends on which way the wind's blowing, but the what? Mm. I don't know. You been feeling all right? I mean, yeah. No headaches, nothing really. I don't... Right now, I'm okay. Okay. Hasn't been anything bad. Just making sure. I mean, like... Sorry, I, I, I don't know. That was a weird question. Um, That's okay. Is it is it safe to eat food when you're seasick? Lightly. Just eat very lightly and drink a lot of water. You lost a lot of you lost a lot of water. Yeah, I did. Um, I get some, some sausages. Those look like real good sausages. Uh, make sure to eat only a little bit, like. Yeah, but they look so nibbles. good, though. I know, I know, but you're going to get sick again if you eat too fast. <laughs> I think she's like pouting a little bit, and Ariato, uh, the kind of the wind blows through your deep red locks of hair, and Ariato, you are level nine now. What's good? Yep. What did? You, what happened when you leveled up? She got new spells. So that's always terrifying. Yeah, there's one that's making a comeback. <laughs> okay, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm, you're going to say a spell name, and I'm going to start screaming. And pain and anguish at, at some point in the near future. 
What, what, what's that? What did you get? Want me to keep it a surprise, or do you want okay, to, be, do you want to feel it, it now? Which would you prefer? <laughs> I'll tell you the two that I got. Okay. And then there's one other that's just going to be a fun little secret. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, cake. <laughs> so for my bloodline spell, I got Abyssal Plague, which is an evil spell, but... Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I, won't, I won't, like, make your alignment change if you use it. Um, like, this is not something that you chose to take. It's something that your bloodline gives you. You can, like, this is uh, inherent to you. Yeah. Um, so you can make people get really sick and really wheezy, which is really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did you get? And I also got Breath of Life because we need it. <gasps> Ooh, Breath of Life. That's yes. a really good one. That's going to be really clutch when it comes to, like, oh, no. In case Volio is otherwise incapacitated and cannot heal us. Good a idea. Good, a good last resort, I feel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Level five okay. spells are very nice. They are. You got an ancestry feat, and I think I'm going to keep that a surprise. I'm keeping two of your ancestry feats a surprise here, but your ancestry feat uh, will be explained later on in this episode. Which is a little ominous. On the bright side, I have lightning reflexes now. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, so you're even better at your reflex saves. Nice. Fast as fuck. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Faster than you were before. Um, By one. By one. Well, by two. Still not much. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) um, Volio. Mm -hmm. What are you up to right now? Are you talking to anyone in particular? Uh, not that I can think of, no. Uh, I think Volio, uh, I think Volio's just vibing on this boat, sitting. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you need a timeout. Sometimes you need to sit by yourself. Sometimes it's good to get away on a boat. And sometimes a little bouncing ball is rolled in front of you. Uh, well, he's gonna pick up the ball and he's gonna crane his neck, uh, in the direction that I came from. Play with me! He throws the ball <laughs> directly at that. Our buddy, uh, catches the ball in his mouth and Play with me! What, buddy? I have been playing with you every single day. Yes. I cannot play with you right now, okay? Our buddy go to sleep? Our buddy go to sleep. Our body kind of just sits, like, floats there for a moment, eyes honed on you, floating in place. Then he kind of, like, just goes limp and falls to the deck, like, eyes closed and snoring, like, comically. Volio wonders what he did deserve this. <laughs> um, Volio, how has <laughs> life been uh, since the whole odd body patch, we'll say? Body patch. Comically worse, mm-hmm. somehow. Okay. Well, I thought he was a happy-go-lucky clown. I didn't think there was anything that, like, I thought his life was pretty good. Um, it's, uh, it's true. It is. It's pretty good. There, he has no problems, no issues at all. Okay, I was just checking in. Um, it sounded yeah, like yeah, there was something I, that, wrong there. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. That that could have been really confusing. Um, nothing is yeah. wrong with Volio at all. Okay, good. Just making sure so the fans at home know that you're cool. Yeah. Uh, 
I think. Um, does anyone else know about Odd Bodies thing yet? Have you been able to keep that a secret, or is it the cat out of the bag at this point? I mean, it's a little hard to hide that Odd Body can fucking speak now. Well, does he speak to anyone else, is my question. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, it's hard to hide that a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, I don't think he warned anyone about it. Yeah. He just let it happen, and whoever saw it, saw it, and now whoever knows, knows. Yeah, I think most people know. Word got around pretty quick. Hey, that weird yellow thing that Volio keeps is, like, talking now. Um, I think, Volio, as you're sitting there, uh, someone does come up to you and kind of, like, lean back against uh, the... Like the rails around the edge of the ferry where you're sitting at. Mm-hmm. And it's Alicia. And dripped over her shoulders, uh, Mr. Tickles hisses a little bit, uh, sleepily looking at Oddbody, who is... <laughs> <laughs> and Alicia kind of looks at you and glances at Oddbody and looks back at you and says, Got the kid to sleep then? Oh no, he's not sleeping. Oddbody like opens one eye and closes it again. He's... it's... Uh... He cannot actually sleep. He is pretending. It's a little game he plays. Oh. So it's like some kind of messed up roleplay? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he, he like grabs uh, Odd Body by like the scruff of his neck. As if his Whoa. whole body is in a neck. Um, and he kind of like dangles him as he's just like limply pretending to sleep. Um, and he's like, eh, you get used to it, but uh, he's, um, he's listening. At all times. Don't worry. Does he... Okay. Does he... Uh, does he understand? Yes. Elizabeth's <laughs> face pales a little and says, Well, I think he's just a swell little fella. <laughs> I bet you do, and he drops him on the floor. Oh! Um, have you tried feeding him mice? He... He looks like a snake. Kind of. Oddbody has a... Different diet. He does not eat well, anything. All right, but he more so eats for fun. Oh, I mean, but okay, maybe you don't know what our body is. I'm going to assume. He shrugs. Yeah. Okay, that's reassuring, actually. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe if you if you play if you pretend back. It'll help. You know, placebo. It works with my snakes sometimes. When Mr. Tickles here gets a little cranky, I I pretend that uh, I'm also cranky, and it gets him feeling real good real uh, quickly. Isn't that right, Mr. Tickles? And Mr. Tickles just goes... Ah, Mr. Tickles is so smart. Um, Unfortunately, it is a... A little hard to uh, pretend with an uh, odd body. Um, I think he may be omnipotent. Uh-huh. <laughs> well... <laughs> um, I feel so bad for this person. Look, the point, the point is, if you ever need a hand with, you know, snake charming, it's my thing. I might be able to help. I appreciate the sentiment, um, but I fear that uh, Mr. Tickles and uh, and, uh, Old Body are a bit too different, but if you ever feel like swapping, be my guest. I don't know, maybe he's not a snake. Maybe he's just 
a little worm or something. Uh, that would make things simple, wasn't it? Maybe. I'm gonna go get us some breakfast. You want any? Uh, I think I will refrain, but thank you. All the same. Bye-bye. Uh, see you now. Uh, Volio, as Elysia leaves you to deal with your fluffy little nightmare, you kind of gaze off into the horizon, hoping that any moment now you'll see the Isle of Portos. You are level nine. What's up? What is up? Um, I got some things. Yeah? I got one thing, I think. That's mm -hmm. important, but you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do. Yeah, the ancestry food does going to be a little secret, in it? You did, no one gets to know. If Folio didn't know at first, you don't get to know either. Uh, but I did get a skill increase, and I decided to uh, put that towards performance, so he's expert in that now. Okay. Excellent. Um, yeah, and he's made some more potions. You did retrain something. Oh, I did. I did. You, uh, your I did. bashing charge... Uh, as fun as breaking uh, cartoon holes through walls uh, is, um, I did decide to be a little bit of a, a snake and a bastard man. It doesn't come up as often as you'd think. Uh, I offered you an extra ability. Um, one that's... I had to bend the rules a little bit to give you this, but I think Volio's patrons really, really wanted you to have uh, enhanced familiar. <laughs> Yeah. So Enhanced Familiar uh, gives uh, you four abilities. Mm -hmm. um, so now our body can do a number of things. Yeah. Before he was just able to fly, but now he's got uh, four abilities, which you can change on the daily. Uh, but one of them, which I don't think seems to want to go away, is... Um, Fucking speech. Yeah. He talks now. Great. He can talk. He can talk. You'll love to see this kind of thing. It's a gift. It's a gift from far beyond. And I'm sure you're really appreciative of it. We love to see it. So that's you and that's Oddbody. Mm -hmm. Um, The clown's mask cracks a little bit. But I think you tree eventually after some more comfort, like talking to children comforting sick tieflings and staring morosely away from your best friend in the world uh, are all able to kind of meet at the uh, kind of like the front of the boat to join in staring at the horizon and you have a little bit to talk to one another and discuss your whole plan vis-a-vis -vis going to the Swordlands and picking up those uh, four Aeon Orbs so you know they're there but that's about all you know Volio, you sit there, and Ariat and Royari, after a little bit, you approach. What do you say to each other? Um, Royari walks up and is like, You sure you don't want any breakfast? Oh, believe me, my stomach is full. And when is the last time you ate? A time! Volio. I'm sustained on You're happiness. Like do not worry for me. Aren't you like seven feet tall or something? Don't you need to eat more than us? I cannot argue this. I am tall. Are you sure you don't want to eat? I will eat when I want to, yes? Yes. I cook, I slave over a stove <laughs> for hours! And your food is delicious! 
it very much. You're very talented. Top chef you are, yes. Ariado, he's not, they're not appreciating me. <laughs> Ariado just holds up food. <laughs> uh, just puts it in Volio's face like, at least a little bit. Right he now. takes it. He takes it. Make her happy. He bites it. There we go. <laughs> Ryari, who was sobbing, goes, oh, never mind. I'm good now. See? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that easy. Yes, I feel much better. I feel loved and appreciated now. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, Spit it back out. Hey, I, I cook <laughs> breakfast for you. Everyone and no one appreciates me except Ariado, you always Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, he puts a hand on his hip, and he's like, I think we'll get there soon. Ah, hopefully. Not a rock in sight. Well, there are rocks, they're just sort of <laughs> down under below us. I said in sight that you can see under there? It's water. Blue. Well, yes, I'm not looking straight down. I'm just aware that there are rocks down there because what else would there be other than plants and shit? I don't Whoa, know. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a mar- marine biologist. Why not? I don't want to go to college. <laughs> I was like, could you imagine me in a, in a classroom setting? Being quiet? No. Listening to people? <laughs> listening to someone else? The only people that I listen to are, like, you, Ariato, and the professor, and sometimes a little bit, um, my family. Only a little bit. <laughs> well, where are we headed right now? The Isle... well, the Isle of Quartus, but, like, which place? If there's a Aeon orb... In that area, we could try to visit it and see if the Zulgath have hit that point as well. Because we. Uh, if any of them are close enough, we could be smart and set up camp between them. That's true. We just need to, A, make sure that we're in a place that will make us money, and. We oh, still yes. have to. I mean, we can always just ask around. That's true. I think that our, basically our, our game plan should be to set up in a place where we know an Aeon Orb is in the area. Um, in a, well, obviously a profitable area um, to set up in. But um, then while we're doing, not while we're doing performances, but... Um, while we're planning for performances and have the free time to do so, um, we should look at, oh, we should go to the, like, whatever tower, some, I'm sure it's giant and imposing, um, (laughs) as that type of thing tends to be, and just make sure that it's okay, because I really... How do I put this? I am concerned. <laughs> because there's, because all of the Zugath that were, that came out of that hole were gone. Except for some of them. 
And we've still got to worry about, um, killing your mother, Ariato. Ah, if she's there. Oh, yes. Regardless, we want to rescue your father. Yes. Get Papa back. That's true. Don't worry, if she comes at you, I'll just embrary like motions like she's gonna punch. We'll scalp her. No, no, believe me, I'll take care of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, oh, believe me, I know that you're very cap- capable. I just mean that if anyone puts a, touches a, hand, a hair on your head, I will go apeshit. Even if I know that you could also go apeshit. There will simply be three people going apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think as uh, this talk of going apeshit happens, uh, you hear a, a booming voice kind of echoing over the ship, and it says... Circus of Wayward Wonders! Behold! The Isle of Quartos! And uh, you kind of like uh, glance over to the uh, the bridge of the ship. Um, it's the professor, and he's talking to the ringmaster staff. Um, he is so pleased with that little uh, thing you got him. He is so fucking <laughs> chuffed about it. Um, he kind of gives you a wave. Uh, um, indeed, on the horizon is the Isle of Cortos and the town of Carrick. Um, Esme, uh, the little half-orc fellow, you're not entirely sure still. He previously, uh, the artist formerly known as the Marvelous Bat Boy, uh, is kind of like swinging out some rope and pointing and says, oh, thank God, it's been so long since I've been back. Like, the Isle of Erin's lovely, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's good to see the old Isle of Cortos again. That's where the money is. Um, oh yes and <laughs> the marvelous misdancer your Pegasus friend um, he kind of like sorry the magnificent misdancer your Pegasus friend kind of lets out like a low whinny like oh my dudes there's going to be so much air I can fly on over there you have no idea it's going to be <laughs> so crazy <laughs> um, do you guys want to uh, wait and get down to the little to the town of Carrick yeah. Yes. Fuck it, right? Okay. Well, you guys, uh, after, I think it only takes maybe 20 more minutes, you guys all start packing, all start getting ready to bring your stuff off the ship, and you mm-hmm. dock. No discussion of Swordlands can take place without first looking at Carrick, the region's principal city and the hub of trade. Carrick has an extremely large harbour for a town of its size, well able to handle the constant shipping traffic carrying the bountiful harvest of the Swordlands to other ports. Most of these ships are coasters making the trip around the island to Diabel and Absalon, as well as across the channel to Eskadar. But some caravels and galleons uh, are make, make uh, for points farther abroad. Like the mayor of Carrick, uh, the dockmaster is a position appointed by the Grand Council of Absalon and given to a trusted political ally capable of ensuring the all-important flow of food staples. As a whole, Carrick is a city of large-scale local farmers and uh, the factors of costers and consortiums that invest in local farms. Uh, However, despite these financial backers and investors, political power still remains largely within the hands of the people. Uh, The local farmers who who retain this power through the Carrick Grange, a cooperative union that includes most of the Swardlands. Only farmsteads that are close to other trading centres such as Willowside or Diabel aren't involved in this communal agreement. Uh, because the Grange is focused on the Swardfolk who can bring in the crops, even hired farmhands can claim membership. 
Uh, this prevents the largest and wealthiest landowners and foreign investors from dominating the local economy. Trading occurs in a local grange house in central Kerk, where deals are brokered between members, investors, and shippers hired to move the region's crops to markets abroad. Uh, so essentially, this is not to say a little socialist utopia. I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, isn't this really <laughs> socialist? Like, that's kind of wild. It's completely unionized. Yes, it is a. It is several um, towns all in a union uh, where. There is a mayor, but the mayor is more like the secretary of the town, if that makes sense. Um, whereas, <laughs> like, each person is able to, like, make decisions. Like, it is literally a... It's a really nice little place to live. Obviously, harvests being down are making life a little bit more difficult, but it's still one of the nicest places on Valarian you can live. <laughs> and I think uh, you guys are kind of unpacking... Um, like, you know, pulling out bags, um, helping the professor. Uh, Mordain is uh, sitting on her throne that Ahad is kind of carrying out. Um, not really helping. The Flambonis walk past, uh, the Dwarven Trowers, uh, Zaralel. Everyone is kind of like just pulling and pushing stuff around. And you guys are in the middle of doing that when you spot someone kind of almost frantically pushing his way out of the crowd towards you all. Which is unusual because he doesn't look like the kind of man who would push through crowds. Um, through the bustle of the town docks, a distinctive figure appears. He is a human of medium height and mi uh, middling age, with tinning salt and pepper hair swept back from his brow above bushy eyebrows, thick mutton chop sideburns, and a neatly trimmed mustache above a smooth shaven chin. He wears the somber formal garb of a solicitor or an undertaker. The small flower pinned to his lapel is a sullen shade of purple. His eyes sweeps the crowd as if searching out someone, only to align on you, and he immediately smiles and raises his ornate walking kale in solution. And, uh, you see this man? In short, he kind of looks like a noble version of, uh, Jim Carrey's portrayal of Dr. Eggman. Fair enough. He kind of really does. That is literally oh, what he hello. looks like. Oh my god. He is pretty okay. handsome. He is pretty handsome. He's a little bit he's, hot. <laughs> um, he looks to be about 40. Like I, like I said, he's got salt and pepper hair. He's got a really nice mustache, like one that would make Axel jealous. Um, <laughs> I think Axel is jealous. And he is dressed pretty well. Um, like, he's a fancy looking man. And he kind of approaches you uh, in, like, greeting. And he kind of, like... Uh, as he gets close, he offers his hand to, I think, Ariato, because you're the closest to him, and he's like, Greetings, greetings, welcome to Carrick, welcome to Carrick. May, may I shake your hand? She sticks out her hand. He, he shakes it, and it's, it's a warm shake. He says, A pleasure to meet you. You must be the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Yes. Hello. Oh, we, we are so excited to hear from you. We've heard from your reputation for Eskadar. Good shows, I hear, and good good work around uh, the city as well. Uh, my apologies, you must <laughs> you must be wondering who is this strange man coming up to speak to you all. A little bit. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I am uh, Oppo Vandy, the master of Carrick Grange and a mortician to the good people of Carrick and its surroundings. Uh, you could say it's Ooh. Mayor. Oh, hi. Um, Ooh, hello. 
looks at all of you, yeah. and he, he kind of mops his brow with a handkerchief, uh, the same color as his boutre noir, clearly a little bit relieved. So, uh, I presume you're here to not simply just pass through, but to put on a show, perhaps? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If well, you would allow it. No, more than allow it, I'll help you. Oh, wonderful. Um, oh, this is so much easier. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> we're, we're not like uh, the stuffy folk up in Eskadar. Um, we... <laughs> down here, we like to have everyone live as comfortable a life as possible. And while you're here, your honorary uh, swords. Oh. Oh, my. Well, thank you. Uh, as I'm the head of the local agricultural association, I thought that having a traveling circus in the area would be wonderful for both the economy and the morale of the people of the Swardlands. Uh, times are bad enough lately that the chance for a little good, wholesome fun might be just a thing to put the spring in people's step. Uh, mm-hmm. In light of that, I have... I hope you won't see me as presumptuous for this, but I have taken upon myself to get things arranged for you already. How oh you? Thank you. Oh. That is actually extremely helpful. Impressive. What have you done? Well, um, I've arranged for some land for you. Uh, oh. The dockmaster, if you would like, will see to unloading and temporarily housing you all, uh, storing your equipment, your animals, your assorted paraphernalia, until it can get itself organized on land. Um... If you'll just simply follow me, you tree, uh, you must be the wandering tree, I believe your name, sir? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Legally. Well, you... This is uh, not our news legally. I'm wandering. Hmm? That's the and that's free. That is not true, excuse huh? you. <laughs> Why must you lie to him? Alright, Volio. <laughs> he kind of like looks at you in confusion for a second. I think he doesn't know what to make of you, Volio. <laughs> and I think when Odd Buddy pokes his head up and says, Play with me! Um, he kind of like. Puts a hand over his mouth. Kind of blinks at you and says, You, you circus folk are, are an entertaining bunch, aren't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you think so. I, I heard of you from. Uh, we have this new invention, the printing press. Really bringing oh. it up. It's been in Absalom for a while now, but being able to bring it out into the locales around, I say this could change the world and how information uh, is spread. I would say I agree. Now, I'd, I'd heard that that existed. It's, it's been a while for a few decades now, but it's really starting to pick up steam, as it were. Now, if you mm-hmm. wouldn't mind following me, uh, I'd like to quickly uh, bring you on a little tour, as it were. Yes, yes, of course. I'm excited. Sounds um, good. Mm-hmm. So he kind of guides you uh, around a market square on the outskirts of town that holds seasonal festivals and market fairs. And he kind of tells you that uh, this market ground belongs to the Carrick Range, but I have a range for you to be uh, able to let out the circus for five silver a night. Ooh. Which I must tell you, it's a severely discounted bargain. Um, oh, very kind. That should be good. And uh, this would this is going to be something you would have to do anyway for a little more expensive to uh, for the labor you would need to tend to the land and cleaning up after yourselves. This will all be done for you by my people. Our oh, people, yes, yes. while you're here. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. 
Would anyone like to make a perception check on this dude? Just in case you're yeah. suspicious, because this is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rayari is extremely suspicious and does not trust people like that. Okay, sure. 21. Oh, 32. Okay. Uh, 31. Okay, Volio, maybe he's a vampire. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Royari and Ariato, <laughs> both of you got a crit success. Mm-hmm. And both of you can tell. He is just extremely fucking excited for you guys to be here. <laughs> like, there is not a hint of anything nefarious. He is just so fucking glad you're here. He's like, yeah, the circus, oh baby. God. He is genuinely really enthusiastic. Um, you can tell that this is probably not just going to be good for morale, but also for local businesses. You know, a little kickstart. But like, I think he's just genuinely really excited to have you guys in town uh, mm. to put on a show for everyone. Um, no, generally, like that was a crit success. They, they are like, there's no way. No, that's just fully. This guy is just. How is he outside in the sun? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he invites this man to a garlic dinner. Well, basically, you kind of get that. Really, his only goal here, his only ulterior motive, is to get you guys to come back and do it again sometime. That's fair. Like, literally, that is all he wants from this. He is just so enthusiastic. Um, I think uh, once all these arrangements have been made and you guys have been basically given land without having to negotiate with it, without having to fight an evil circus for it, just given some land, given some places to stay, really cheap prices, I think he says, if you don't mind, I do need to go back. Like I said, I am a funerary director. That is my main job. Um, that is totally fine, dear. Yeah, but, but of course. Do you know? I I hope you won't find this presumptuous either. I I just get a good a good vibe from you all, as it were. I'd like to all invite you to a moonlit dinner today. Volio Volio leans over to Ariato and Oriari and he like he he whispers Don't do it. This is a trap. He's going to suck your blood. What are you talking about? What? Look at his mouth. Turns, turns back to the guy. You can see the um, glint. I'm just like, what? I would appreciate that very much. Thank you. My house is a house on the hill. You can see it over there. He kind of like points. And there is a house on a hill. It's not too, it's not too lavish. Modest enough to show that, hey, I'm important here. But it's also not too modest to be like, I'm rich. <laughs> you know? It's like, hey, that's probably where the mayor lives. Yeah. Um, he kind of points Smiley and says, I will see you there around maybe seven o'clock, if that's all right with you all. Yeah, I think that now, should be fine. I hope you enjoy your stay in Carrick. I really do. Mm. If you need anything, come knock on my door. I'll drop everything to help you out. Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't, don't overwork yourself here. Trust me, this isn't work. This is something I'm very happy to do. Now, I'll leave you to it, everyone. Have a good rest of the afternoon, and I will see you at dinner. And with that, he uh, picks up his cane and makes his way back into the crowd, heading home. Mm, I don't trust him. Why don't you trust him, dear? Spooky. I think it was a trap. Uh, spooky? What? It's 
just a white man. <laughs> it's not that scary. I am just saying, he seems like a vampire. A vampire? Is that what you think? <laughs> Who else lives on a hill? People! People live on hills, Volio. Just because uh, we sleep in tents. He doesn't thank you very much. Caravans doesn't mean that people don't live on hills. Should we bring a mirror to the to, to the dinner so that way we can like steak. see if he has a reflection? Steak. I don't know. I'm yes, and sure. steaks. Steaks. Ste yes, good job. Kill and stop. Oh boy. I am not taking a stick. No. You'll stick him so the hot oh. if he eats. Odd, odd body. Odd body. I, odd body, my dear. And, and, and he puts like a hand on, on odd body's head. There will be no murder. No murder. But can I um, say I he needs his fill? You guys are slowly kind of realizing something, though, as you're kind of talking. <laughs> There's a crowd kind of mm -hmm. gathering around you guys. Oh, dear. It seems, it seems we have oh, gathered okay. some attention. <laughs> Hello there. When you say that, Royari, the crowd, which is about, like, a dozen people or so all burst into squeals and like ah! um it's several uh young men and women uh late teens early adulthood um all a little bit younger than you um the youngest you can see is like 16 maybe 15 um mm -hmm. but there's like a dozen of them who are all like just cheering and says that's right Ari Sensernax oh my goodness <laughs> You are getting recognized. Rachel's <laughs> fast. I think my ego is getting bigger. And one of them holds up a, the poster that Hod had commissioned for you a while ago. Um, and uh, she's like, will you sign this for me? <laughs> oh, of course. I will. Ayari, whose ego has just gotten 10,000 times bigger. Um, goes to sign it. Do you sign it? And they just all look at it and they squeal and says, No way! I'm so jealous! I'm gonna get one when they start distributing their flyers. I'm gonna get Royer to sign mine. I'm gonna get Royer to sign mine twice! Ah! Um, so Royari, <laughs> this is a feat you took ages ago and didn't have a chance to come up yet. That's true. Royari, you have a fan club. It's true. Oh god. I do. I I oh took entourage. You took the entourage feat, which gives you a fan club of people who are willing to basically do downtime stuff for you while you're not around. You want someone to go shopping for you while you're in the dungeon? You can say, hey guys, will you go do this for me? And they're like, uh-huh. Um, if you want someone to go find uh, information for you, you're like, fellas, will you go to the library and find this for me? I have to go, like, sunbathe. And they're like, uh-huh. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't abuse this, but yeah. <laughs> well, basically, you, uh, I guess your posters have made you popular enough that people have been, like, excited. Like, your hype has kind of been building up around uh, the Swordlands, at least. And people know who you are and specifically mm -hmm. uh, will fawn over you. Not that they don't like uh, Volio mm -hmm. and Ariadne. They're huge fans of these guys, too. It's just they've kind of made themselves a little fan club. I just happen... Stan Royari. To feed into yes. it is what happens. Volio and Ariato are more likely to uh, not <laughs> invite this upon themselves. I mean, you guys could super Yo, take it definitely. if you wanted. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Ariados no. Ariados sees this and scrunches her face and she's like, what the hell? Um But you can basically get these guys anytime you want. Um you have a little bit of time before you go down to Upper Vandy's tonight. Uh you could start purchasing stuff to put on your show. Um start like making advertisements. Um you could look for rumors about uh, those Aeon Stones, maybe find out about them if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably ask Opera about them too if you needed. You could go shopping, you could sell some of the stuff you got from Mr. Stusklights. We needed a bigger tent, didn't we? You do need a bigger tent. You were able to manage last time, but a bigger tent would be pretty nice, and that would cost a little bit of money. You could probably go look around town. Um, you also know that you have to look for uh, Danica Steele at some point, although you could probably do that over this week. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, right now your circus has 45 gold in its bank account, or as it were. It's in its, like, um, it's, like, yeah. savings mm-hmm. specifically the money for the circus. Um, you yeah. know, Big Tent costs 40 gold. You do also know that you have, uh, you did steal some spotlights from Mr. Stusklights. Um, inspiring spotlights oh, were not blown up in the performance so uh, and those are magic items and I think uh, Evora was like you should take these you should take these you should take these um, <laughs> so you did so you did get a free circus upgrade with the spotlights uh, but you could go looking for a Sick. big tent if you liked I'd love to I would love nothing more yeah we need to physically have the space for everybody is the thing Okay. Do you guys yeah. want to go uh, do some, like, do you want to go do some shopping? Uh, like, you could split up if you want. If someone wants to go do rumors, someone wants to do something else, or you could all go together. It's as you all want. I don't have anything else that I really want to do right now. We could just do that all together. If nobody else wants to do anything. I think whether you're looking for stuff or not, you do hear some rumors as you go uh, hunting. Um, can everyone make me a diplomacy check? Yeah. Me a diplomacy check? Oh, how hard. Um, one sec. I have a plus two to diplomacy. Oh wow! Oh, and I have I, I have I uh, improvised skill. Okay. Oh dear. That plus nine. Nineteen. Thirty-one. It's a thirteen. Thirty. Thirty-one. Okay. So Volio, unfortunately. Uh, I think people, uh, when you start approaching with a honk, 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 they're like, ah, and they kind of like scatter a little bit. Um, meaning you don't, no one, no one's, you don't, no one is gossiping when you approach. However, Volio, or Ariat and Royari, um, Mm -hmm. I think you do overhear some stuff. Uh, Royari, mostly from your, uh, your entourage, which is following you. Not following you, but they're like, they're like excited to see you. They'll leave you alone afterwards. Um, you do hear some oh, yeah. goss. No, it's, it's, it's rare doesn't give a shit. Um, some goss. So you two, would you both roll me 2d6? Some hot goss. Because you get two rumors. 2d6? Mm-hmm. Uh, three and five. Okay. I have five and one. Royari, you hear uh, two of your fans, uh, two of the uh, youngish ones, they're like 17, um, saying, mm-hmm. do you think they're going to be going to uh, Matt and Cleave? And uh, the other one shakes his head no way, there's a curse on Matt and Cleave. The land around there is blighted. Even the spring at the Wellspring Tower has gone dry. It's like some land vampire is drinking up its vitality. Not that I believe in such things, mind you. You also hear uh, Royari 
uh, another one of them, like, I think this one's actually trying to have a conversation with you. He says, yeah, there's some things been mm-hmm. moving into woods near the old forest tower. And, and I don't mean fairy folk. Okay. It's something else. Something worse. Serious. Thank I, you. I haven't seen them. They're just rumors, I think. Mm-hmm. Ariato, um, I think you hear like two old ladies kind of complaining at one point. Things haven't been as good around the Swordlands these last few seasons. Weather is not as gentle. Harvests aren't as good. Something's up for sure, but all the priests do is frown and look concerned when you ask them. And uh, then I think you hear one that's really fucking weird, which is mm-hmm. um, the life root stone is t- waking up. I heard the statues are starting to walk again, just like in the old war. People don't go there to leave offerings anymore. Weird. Mm. Okay. And I think after a little bit, you guys kind of like find a shop that catches your eye. You eventually find a shop that catches your eye, one that you think might be able to provide you with a bigger tent. It's a small, unassuming store, uh, just in the middle of two other small, assuming stores. Um, and it, there's no reason it should stick out to you, except for the fact that on the front it reads, Gold Pockets Emporium, established in 4719AR. Where adventure goes, we fuck? follow. She certainly does follow, does she? Oh my. This cannot be a coincidence again. She has to... I think we have a stalker. Let's go inside. Okay. And we'll ask. Okay. Ayari walks inside and looks around. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hi, welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast where we take on the role of archivists working for an interdimensional library that catalogs and protects the fabric of reality. As archivists, we are tasked with journeying out into the realms, taking on characteristics of people from that reality, and remedying whatever issues may be causing a disturbance in the dimension. Every arc, we'll be playing a different RPG, maybe even returning to systems we like later on, but this is a fun way for us as players, and you as listeners, to explore and learn about different tabletop systems. We'll discuss the rules, create sheets for our characters, and play a short campaign to get a feel for the game. Afterwards, we'll do a bit of discussion. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, and what we'd know to do better next time. I'm Kite, and I am playing Real de Drakel, and they are a tiefling nerd. I'm Siva. I am playing Linda, the lovable office lady. And I'm Dorka. My character is Zen, the barbarian lizard princess. Let's get down to some actual playing. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, boys. This is the Eternity Archives. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did, and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. You enter and a party popper goes off. And you are inside Gold Pockets Emporium, 
Establish 4719, and there in front of you is indeed Gertie Goldpockets. And she's like, Welcome to my grand opening! Uh, oh! Hello! So. Hello there. Hi! I, what are you guys doing here? What the here? fuck are you doing here? <laughs> it's my grand opening? Gertie, the entire thing with circuses is that we travel. It's not that strange that we would show up in a place like this. Uh-huh. It's strange that you would, though. I'm franchising! Considering that you have... Uh, what? Uh, but what about your branch in Eskadar? Oh, that old place. The Isle of Iron doesn't really have the income of the Isle of Kortos. And, you know, my... For like two weeks that you were there. Yeah, well, it wasn't really working... moving, is it? It wasn't what? really working out. You were the only customers That's I insane. had. insane. There's a lot of money to travel this much, especially because this is all of the same stuff in the exact same place. How did you do it? Well, I've got some family uh, in the Swordlands. See, my parents, uh, they they live, well, they used to live, they don't live there anymore, but they used to live in Absalom, and they told me I should be setting up in Absalom. And I tried to be rebellious, I tried to go away, blah, 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 you remember. I tried to set up in a small town, um, wasn't a great idea. Tried to set up in a small city, still wasn't a great idea. So I thought, why not set up in a major trade hub? And you know what? Carrick really is lovely this time of year. And so I'm franchising. I still have my shop in Escadar. It's just that I wanted to be here for the grand opening of the shop in Carrick. That's actually fair. Yeah. Okay. You, when you say that, it's like you're implying that you have employees that take care of your shop while you're not here? Well, I haven't gotten that far. So when you're not at your shop, it is just sitting? Close. I put a close What's, sign. What is the point of having multiple stores if only one is open at a time? You got me there. I'll think about that. <laughs> but I am here in Herrick for when you need it. And we are so thankful. Yay. Yeah. And you, look, your your card of loyalty is almost used. You've been to my shop about four, five times now? Four times? Is that how many stick? Four times. Two more visits and you'll be able to get something at a discount price. Oh, yes. So, adventurers, uh, how can I help you today? What can you sell me today? Well, I, like, well, we've got a bunch of shit. Don't worry, we'll spend a little money too. Don't, I'm not just taking your money. Uh huh. Um, well, you know, it, here. It, it really, I really shouldn't be just buying stuff um, from customers. That's a lot of stuff. You shouldn't. Oh, but it's all so want, sparkly and magical. I don't want to buy my oh, it's all so things that you Rayari starts batting her eyelashes. She's not even making eye contact. She's staring at the. She is staring at this pile of magical stuff you've brought in, and like a fucking child who hasn't eaten in four hours stares at a like pile of mushy food. It's true. And she's like, four hours is too much for that. <laughs> she kind of stares and she's like, okay, all right. Um, give me a moment. And she kind of rifles through it and she says, I'll give you guys about 990 gold total. Oh! <laughs> How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay. I think that I actually like sounds pretty good. She, she gives it to you uh, against her better judgment. And you now have uh, a little bit extra stuff. Um, she kind of like looks oh, around yeah. sheepishly and says, I haven't had a chance to, like, update my stocks just yet, but if you wanted anything like I had last time, go for it. And maybe next time there'll be oh. even more cool stuff. 
Mm -hmm. Always a, a great reason to stay here in Carrick and buy more stuff. You guys are not staying with Carrick mm -hmm. for very long. Yeah. Yeah. Carrick's like, mm-hmm. Uh, one moment. Let me look around. I love that you can just buy a fishing tackle. Like, I love that. I think that's so fucking <laughs> funny. Like, the idea of there being, like, a fishing minigame in Pathfinder <laughs> is just electric. She it's kind of sees easy. you looking at these uh, these uh, fishing rods, like, don't buy the fishing rods. <laughs> Why not? Because Derry's a little bit traumatized not... by the last time he did a fishing minigame for his players. <laughs> not you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh. Run. Was that where you TPK? Um, yeah, it's the. It was in the same place. This fucking map, this place in the Swordlands. This is where it happened. I ran a fucking campaign with kobolds, and they were like, "Let's go fishing," and they fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> you said talking about fishing, and all the bad memories came back at once. You said the words "fishing minigame," and my heart broke. I'm not gonna do it, Rose. Like I, I don't worry. I have no idea what the hell any of that means, but I'm not gonna buy that. It's just the mm. Potter's Lake. There's been stories of people going to, for fishing mini games and I, drowning. Ooh. So I wouldn't want that to happen to my best customers. People still clear of the mini games. Oh, thank you, dear. Rose, like. You still have Aeon Stone. Yes, right? I've been procuring them specially for you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sansernax. I know how much they mean you to you. like them a lot. <laughs> They're literally spinning around her head. <laughs> um, I've got one where you can see into your future. Ooh la la. Um, I have one that you can heal your own wounds as you dominate your opponent's mind with magic. Um... When, when, with this one, you no longer even need to eat or br uh, you no longer need to eat, you no longer drink. Sometimes you don't even need to breathe when you've got this one on. Well, I like eating and drinking, so unfortunately I will not be buying that one right now. <laughs> she curses because that's the most expensive <laughs> one. <laughs> Riari um, puts a hand on her hip and says, The one that heals your wounds as you dominate? The Azure Briolette Anstone? What does that... Yes, what does that, like, do in detail? Okay. Uh, well, let me tell you. So essentially, uh, you need to activate it once per day, and it will give you. It will let you use uh, Chill Touch, um, like a cantrip. Okay. However, as a reaction, if an enemy fails its save against a mental spell you cast using one of your spell slots, you can gain temporary hit points to heal, uh, to heal twice as spells level until your next turn. That's neat. Uh, I don't have literally any spells. I don't think, except for. I am unfortunately, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a swashbuckler, dear. <laughs> I've got the sword. Um, and well, well, what about, um, what I'm, about a gold nodule? It's what, a new one I've got. This one, it, when, uh, when it is created, um, it, like, it has a special language in it. And when it is inside, when you invest a stone, you're going to be able to speak that language. And also, once per day, it lets you cast Comprehend Language. That's not bad. How much 230 is gold. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ariar is like, um, no. If, if not that, there is uh, the Western Star, which when you activate it, uh, it lets you cast Illusory Disguise on mm -hmm. yourself. Oh, how much is that? Uh, that's only 225 gold. Uh, five gold discount. <laughs> 
How large? The oh. loser disguise could be very useful if you needed to hide yourself. Need to hide myself? I don't believe in hiding myself. <laughs> um. T- fuck it. Um. The 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 gold mm-hmm. module. The how much was that again? That was two hundred and thirty. Yes. 30? Um. And that. It lets you speak a language, and once per day, you can cast comprehend languages while you have it. Actually, that will come in actual literal handy. Um. Yeah. F- that's yeah. Okay. Two hundred and thirty. Yes. Right? Um. Says now, don't don't be weirded out, but this lets you speak demonic, like abyssal. Don't ask me about oh. my sources; I cannot tell. Ariata, I think uh, Ariata walks up for a second. She's like, "Oh," and she starts talking in abyssal for a second. Okay. Just okay. just to freak Gertie out. Okay. <laughs> cool. I love being a merchant in this little town. I love selling to adventurers. <laughs> Uh, don't ask me about my sources. And she walks away. <laughs> she, she, kind of looks, she looks um, a little shaken, and she just holds up the fucking Aeon Stone. She's like, "It, it's two hundred thirty gold." Next for Saren Sarnax. Here you go. Thank you. Oh, uh, one moment. Um, Rayari puts um, some money in a tiny little bag, um, coins, and tosses it to her. She fucking snatches out of the air, and for a second she's like, <sighs> and she's like, "Okay, yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You all right?" I'm good. Uh, Ariato, Volu, is there anything you guys would like to buy? Yes, I have a question, actually. Um, Volu kind of slides over and he's like, Gertie? Uh, yes, Mr. Volu? Uh, little Mises, what does this thing do? And he points to the dull grey Aeon stone. Oh! Um, all all sorts of nothing. Perfect, I'll take it. Are you sure? Okay, I need you to understand... It has Give no it magical properties. It'll spin around your head, but it does nothing else. Yes. Are you sh- are you sure? Yes. It's nine gold. Do not make me ask again. <laughs> she she gives it to you and she holds out her hands for she money. She nine gold pieces of <laughs> She looks so fucking happy. Um, Ariadne, is there anything you want to buy? I think she's gonna, she's gonna take a couple moderate healing potions. Mm, good point. Um, she's like. Uh, these all come in uh, a new flavor I'm working on. Oh. Uh, rainbow flavor. Rainbow? Yeah. Don't ask me about my sources. Just it, It's okay. It tastes all right. A little bit too sugary. Oh, okay. but it, it's, look, you're taking it for the healing. Not for Sugar? The... I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. How many is that going to be? I'll take two, please. Okay, I'll be a hundred gold, please. Okay, she gives her, she gives her the uh, the gold, and she takes the potions and is so tempted to drink them now. You you could take a little, Dear, like, a little I can... like, you could just take a little sip. You won't like not enough to use it all up, but like a. Uh, I can you see know? the look in your eye. We can just get something nice afterwards to eat or drink. Ariana takes like, a tiny sip because she's curious. It tastes, you know, like when you go to like those, like to a candy store and they've got like that weird looking tape candy, like it's flat and covered in sugar and it's like different colors to rainbow. And you roll it up into like a little roll. So the best candy. Sour yeah. strips. That is yeah, the best that's what candy. it tastes like. I or was thinking belts. about the, uh, the gummy bear smoothie from Jamba Juice. 
Ooh. They have a gummy bear smoothie? They... It's on their secret menu. <laughs> um, you know what? Sure, it tastes kind of like that, too. Uh, <clears throat> is there anything else I can do for you today, patrons? No, not so that I can think of. Question... Rayari sort of drapes herself across the table. like, it's dear. Uh-huh. Yeah, we what can I do for you? a bigger tent. A bigger tent? We have like for your circus? Now. Yes. It fits more people, mm-hmm. yes. We have recruited a lot. Um, I, I assume you heard about Mr. Stusk's like getting um, closed down and there were a lot of people looking for jobs after that. She's in federal it's prison. true, she really is. I don't know who Mr. Stuskbite is, but okay. The the, the 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 bigger circus that was in the town that you were in? She looks completely blank-faced for I a second. I don't think she leaves the shop. Yeah, leave? I don't you see so. her leave her shop once, and once only, and that was to give you that, uh, that card of loyalty back um, in Aberton. There's like, mm, dear... Please come to the. You, I, I really feel that you <laughs> that you need to get out. Cut a leaf, please. Come, we'll come outside. to our circus sometime soon. Uh, how long do your performances uh, last? Like an hour. She does some so. quick bat in her head. And she's like, "Yeah, I should be fine. I can come back sometime." <laughs> but yes, we would like a bigger tent because we were left with. A lot of people looking for jobs, and we couldn't turn them down, of course. They were amazing performers, and a lot of them were just people who were being hurt by a shitty circus. So we need a bigger tent, because it really cannot fit everybody. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I can I can do that uh, for sure. Um, it'll take me, maybe... If you give me the right measurements, I could probably get it done in about three days. And if you have any design specifications you need... Um, I know I'm very sorry. Three days is a long time. I'm very sorry. But, yes, could um, you do custom colors? Yes. Perfect. Just give Perfect. me, give me like, a, find out I the dimensions it. you need. Give me an order and I will okay. get that, okay? Yes, of course. Sounds good. Um, thank you so much for visiting, everyone. And thanks for being my first customers in Carrick. I hope to see you again real of soon, course. okay? Of course. see you. Um, and you guys return to the streets of Carrick. I don't think she has any other customers. I genuinely think that she's following us because we're the only people that buy from her. I think that something is wrong with Gertie. There has to be. There's something going on with that girl. She is... There's no way she is mundane. I feel like she's not even <laughs> human at this no point. Way. And I don't mean that in an offensive way. I just don't think that she is. <gasps> Do you think she's a fae? You know... Honestly, at this point, she might be. Probably. <laughs> Makes sense. You hate to see it. Um, <laughs> you hate to see it. That's my one. I love to see it. That's actually, that's my one theory. Gertie, Gertie's an extra-dimensional being. <laughs> um, so you guys, uh, by now it's getting a little late. Do you want to head off to um, Upper Vandy's house? Sure. Yes. Let's go kill a vampire. Okay. Ariana looks at Rare like, please tell me you have like a mirror or something. <laughs> if handheld one. Are you kidding me? Of course I do. <laughs> oh, just let Volio see that this man has a reflection, please. Rari um, pulls out. <laughs> Very fancy looking. It's You know one of those mirrors that you, it's like a, you pull it open and it's like, it, it's shaped yeah. like a, not shaped like a clam, but it opens the way that a clam would. 
It's extremely yeah. fancy looking. You have no idea how she afforded this. She didn't. She stole it. No, <laughs> she would never. Um, and Raya's like, here you <laughs> do not break this. It was very, very fucking expensive. Noted. I would never. I know. I just want to warn you that there will be consequences if you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure they will be. So are you guys heading to, uh, you're heading up to the hill now? And uh, you're able to see the house. Are you ready to make your way in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you arrive at Upper Vandy's home uh, for dinner, dinner. Uh, you get to see that this is the home of Obvious Welt, uh, constructed of red brick with white granite accents. Wooden shingles cover the roof beneath, uh, between three tall brick chimneys. At the roof's peak is a weather vane in the shape of a cockatrice. A path of crushed gravel leads to the front stairs as well as around the house. White stairs rise to a front porch between stately inset windows. The base of the stairs is flanked by a pair of decorative stone urns from which grow small plants and a stone font is set into the wall next to the doors. It is also a funeral parlor, you can see that much. <laughs> There's dead people in here. This is obviously... Uh, Vandy's home, but also his uh, his workplace too. Uh, there, there is a gravel path that leads to the east, uh, where uh, the stairs lead up to the door, uh, next to the kitchen area, and leads down to a cellar. There's a coal chute, some exterior doors. Um, but I think as you approach, you see uh, you can see that the front door is a cherry wood double door with elaborate glasswork and a wide fanlight above. A bell pull beside the door rings a small bell in the house, and. Next to the bell pole is a stone font bearing the engraved symbols of Abadar, Aradin, and Farasma. Um, there's some holy water Ooh. if you want to bless yourselves, I guess. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what the hell? Amen. The who? Okay, okay, Volio. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking the about. The body of Christ. Oh, I don't even want to know what the that what? means. The what? And your spirit. Anyways... <laughs> Harry, Harry knocks like a. Well, there is a bell pull. You can like you can you can pull on it to to. Oh, there is like fancy. My God, houses, and um, she pulls on the bell pull. Uh, a bell ding dong dang dong through the house. Ariadne, make me a will save. What? Okay. Um. Oh no. Thirty. You have a brief dizzy oh, spell. Does this bell like inflict like good shit? No, it looks like a regular bell. Neither of you notice this. Ariadu, just for a moment, you stumble like, oh, huh? You okay, dear? Yeah, I just. I guess I didn't eat enough during breakfast. That's okay. I'm fine. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You must be careful. If you need. What? It says the person who didn't eat Rory's cooking. I don't know what you're talking about. It was so very rude to me. I had a full breakfast. Of what? Piss. Shaking. <laughs> you guys, uh, as, you, as you're as you saying there, um, the door does open and Upper Vandy is inside. And he looks at you and says, Is it seven o'clock already? Well, welcome, come in, everyone. Hello. Uh, he kind of like shakes your hands and says, Take your shoes off, make yourselves at home. This uh, is a, yes, it's a business place, but it is... Mi casa es tu casa today. Come in, come in. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, real quick, and he takes out that mirror that Rory handed them. Um, 
and he fucking flashes it towards him. What? what? There's his reflections and he's fine. And he looks and he's like, is, every, is everything all right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Volio? Oh, yes, yes. Why would it not be? And he puts it away. Well, I'm glad to see. <laughs> Let's come inside. Yes, I'm hungry. Uh, you guys kind of make your way in and uh, he, like you pass in through the foyer. Um, it's very nice. Um, as you're passing through the, uh, pass the foyer, you do see the viewing parlor. Ooh. <laughs> She's an elaborate wooden beard taking up the center of the chamber with a wide brick fireplace occupying the wall directly behind it. A number of uncomfortable looking chairs are arrayed around the room, interspersed with small end tables. A grey carpet covers the floor and stained glass windows of deep reds and blues create somber patches of light upon it. And he's like, no, no, let's not, let's not uh, worry too much about my job today. That's not something that I want to be stressing you all with. We're here to have a lovely meal, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see, just this way, please. Uh, he leads you uh, through the foyer, through a corridor, and uh, into a dining room. And yeah. it's a very nice dining room. Uh, elegant, you could say. It's got a long mahogany table with ten comfortable chairs and a sideboard with several small bottles of liquor and wine, as well as a cask of ale. Uh, there's a chandelier of crystal and uh, red quartz which hangs above the table. Uh, there's sliding doors which lead to the viewing chamber and um, the rest of the, like the rest of the house. Uh, but right now those sliding doors are closed, but they are there. And he sits down, and he's like, um, now. I've I've uh, made sure to have uh, to have some of the local farmers uh, come up and share some of their best recipes. I'm very excited to try them today. Are you? Oh, of course. Oh, delighted. Now, uh, he kind of like sits you all down, and uh, a few minutes later, he comes in with a lovely looking roast turkey. Uh, it looks really spiced up. Um, lots of vegetables have been stewed with it. It looks uh, real nice. And uh, he kind of sits down with you and. He says, so, mm-hmm. he offers you some drinks and says, uh, uh, Miss, uh, Miss Barty, are you old enough to drink? She does the mental maths in her head and she's like, I'm 19. Oh, go on. Well, today, what am I, like, it's fine. Just don't overindulge, all right? I assume you're not lightweight. You seem like a hardy young woman. <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Volio, Mr., uh, Mr. Volio, Mix uh, Sansarnax, I would hope that you look the other way, just as night. Oh, I'd, uh, I'd trust, I'd trust her. Now, uh, let's see, we have Not some really. liquor, some ale. Aren't you going to card us too? Oh my god. <laughs> would you like me to card I you? Offended. I assume you're all of age. Three times yours. Mmm. <laughs> um, yes, I am of age, dear. Uh, he kind of like smiles and says, just as a fair warning, I do have someone in repose right now um, in the next room over. I may need to mm-hmm. excuse myself from dinner at some point tonight to uh, deal with that. I hope that won't be a problem. That's okay. Make sure you wash your hands. You, you know, I, I, I had never considered in all my years as a mortician to wash my hands before dealing with um, someone who has passed on before going back to dinner. That never occurred to me. Mm, I think you should start thinking <laughs> about it. Oh my god, Volio. It may do you some good. Today's meal, uh, it was given to me by uh, Martins and Serena Geely. Uh, they're an old couple. They stay mm. around. Lovely. They make lovely food. Come on. So he kind of like, he's sitting down and it's 
It's really nice. Um, the turkey is like roasted in raspberry sauce with artichokes, turnip and barley stew, some collard greens with goat cheese, warm black bread served with uh, fresh butter. Um, there's a selection of good wines and local vintage as well as a small cask of ale. Um, next to a cooling pie made from custard and imported lemons. He's really treating you and the servings are generous. Uh, so you have some time now to talk to him, like get to know a little bit more about Swordlands, ask him any questions you might need. He's kind of like the guy to go to about this kind of thing. I'm so fucking anxious. Wayari, <laughs> um, looks at him while they're eating and is like, um, a very a strange question. Yes? We're actually looking for an Aeon Orb. You know where the the, na- tower, the nearest the, the, the big ones, not these. The, the do you know where the closest one is? Can you tell me a little bit more, please? What I, I can you tell me what exactly you were looking for? What they would look like? You know, like the big giant towers with the with like the aeon orbs that power the oh oh life my yes, of the yes, 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 yes those things. Um, well. Off the top of my head, I believe there are trees through the Swordlands. Uh, well, that is very useful. They are scattered throughout uh, the t- land. Um, there's the Wellspring Tower, uh, the Life Root Stone, and uh, the Old Forest Tower. Um, traditionally, Swordfolk have gone to these three towers to leave offerings to Arden for his bounty, though the tradition has fallen out of favor in recent years, especially with the vague, unsettling rumors now circulating the towers, but, um... Would you care to share these rumors? Oh, well, uh, let me see. I'm sure you've heard, um, that there's statues around a life root stone. Mm. Legend says that they're coming back. Mm. They once, uh, back in the old days, used to defend the place from invaders, but now the life root stone, which once gave life to the earth, apparently the earth is Truly being given life once more. Sounds and, fucked uh, up. The Wellspring Tower is more plants in nature, but, um, well, the land around there has been a little bit blighted, unfortunately. Um, can't really tell you much. Um, I know that there, the Fort Tower, there is a Fort Tower and a Fifth Tower. You must know about the Fifth Tower if you're looking for it. That one, I believe, is, um, in, on the Isle of Erin. The, oh, Yes. Yes, that and, one. We've been there. And the fifth tower, if memory serves, it's a little bit out of the Swordlands. I'm very sorry I can't help you more, but I know that it's uh, in the town of Willowside. Willowside? <coughs> Was that in character? Yep. Rayari blinks and is like, Are you okay, Volio? Turkey info. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep going. <coughs> Turkey! Turkey. Oh, turkey! Yes, turkey. Um... Hmm. You're... Well, well, um... You could, uh... You could certainly, um... I could tell you more about them. If you give me a map, I'll happily mark down where they are for you at some point. Uh, you could visit them on your way. Perhaps they'd make good tourist destinations. That's something I should think of. Come see the relics of the ancient past of uh, the Swordlands. What do you think? Has a ring to it? I think it has a ring to it. You might want to work on the na- on 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 it, but I think that 
I think that putting attention back to the Aeon Orb is a good idea. Yes, yes. Um, now, of course, um, now let me t- let me ask you about your exploits. Tell me more about your adventures. And you guys talk a little more. Ariath, make me another will save. Sick. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, this is bad. Uh, 20. Ariath, you're really itchy. Like, you are just really, okay. really, really itchy. Okay. Okay. And it comes as quickly as it goes, and your fingers feel a little bit weird. I think she stretches out her hand just a little bit and shakes it off and acts like nothing happened. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> and Raya just keeps making small talk. Ahead. Um... I think at the end, uh, like a little bit later, I was like, you're still eating. He's like, and you broke into the circus? Why, yes, we did. We had to. No, of course, of course. She was a criminal. You did the right thing, brought her to justice. But my goodness, that must have been quite a frightening experience. Terrifying, absolutely. Terror. Scary. Nightmare. It's not the first time we've been there. But yes, we broke in, and then she had a bunch of... Uh, she was very dramatic. More than me. Well, I'm glad that... Oh, but... And he kind of, like, hmm? bolts up a little bit. Oh, is somebody here? And he's like, you'll you'll have to excuse me. Um, as I predicted... Um, of course. I've got some guests I need to tend to very quickly in the next room over. Um, keep... I'll let you, leave you to yourselves. Uh, hopefully you're doing well and hope you're enjoying the meal. I'll be back as quickly yes, as I can. Yes, yes. Of course. Have fun. Uh, he kind of leaves and uh, Ariana, make me another will save. Fuck. 35. You're good, but you do feel dizzy again. Like real dizzy. Okay. Just a moment. So you swear you hear a voice oh, in your God, ear. What the fuck? Are you okay? I... I don't... No. You perhaps come down with this sickness? I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I feel fine. Other than, like, busyness, I don't really... Did you guys hear something? No. No, I don't. Hmm. Alright. Strange. Are you having auditory hallucinations? Okay, I, I guess. Are. I don't know how or why. <laughs> Oh no. It gets any worse, or if you're not feeling well, let me know, okay? Uh, yeah, it's just. strange. I, I think if about five minutes later, uh, Vandy comes in, and he's like, all smiles again, and he's like, they're in the next uh, room over. It's all right. Shall we get back to our business? They can't hear us, don't worry. Soundproofing. Sure. Ooh, I wouldn't yes. want to bother them with my descent my general living and they need some time alone. Now, enough talk about debt. And I think you guys just launch into another long conversation. He tells you about how uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, in the Swordlands right now. You know, uh, Turpin Row is going to have the annual Stump Festival. Oh, f- Stump Festival? Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's the best party on this, this side of the island. He said, I wouldn't miss it for all the sun orchards in Tuvia. Sun orchards give you a more uh, everlasting life. So uh, <laughs> they reset your age to an age of your choosing. So Damn. it's a pretty big thing to bet on. Wow. That is an extremely good festival, but apparently. 
and he says, "Well, you know as well, you 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 like uh, circus stuff as well. Perhaps you'd do you do well with um. There, uh, you see, there's a shuni, you know, uh, one of those dog folk, uh, like a pug man. Oh yes, uh, a little pug mm-hmm. fellow. Uh, he's in Caston Lee. He sings to the dead. He digs their graves that apparently that isn't enough for him. So he sings them too, and their ghosts get up and sing for him as well. Holy yes, shit! Yes, yes. Uh, Ariana, make me another bullseye. Okay. Uh, 33. You're dizzy again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she, 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 she shakes it off. And I think he's like, uh, like he's like after talking about like the ghost for a moment, he kind of goes really silent for a second. And like the mood visibly dampens. Are you okay, dear? Huh? you you look upset. Upset? No, 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 no. I, uh, why? Well, I, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> um, and his, he takes a, a moment to swallow by the food. And his face is marked mm-hmm. by previously hidden lines of worry and exhaustion. Do you need help? Is something no. the matter? If today is not good, we can cut it short, you know? No, 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 no. I don't want you to stress. It's just. He looks almost sad for a moment. You um, don't need to worry about us. Rari, um, is like, listen, if there's something that you need, especially for the sake of the town, it's not like it's the first time we've helped out a town or something. You look stressed. Yes. If there's something going on, especially something bad going on in the town. I mean, I, I really don't like leaving people to be suffering. It's just... You've all been such fine company. Uh, I am thrilled that you <laughs> brought your circus and wonders to the good people of the Kirk Grange, but I suppose I must level with you. I was mm-hmm. a little selfish inviting you here today. Why so? As you have no doubt heard, times have been hard of late for the sword folk. The Grange has come together to try and ease everyone's suffering as much as possible, but the weather has been poor. The, the crops aren't growing like they used to. There's lean times ahead, I've, I fear. But but that's not it. And he looks up at you and like for a moment you see like tears in his eyes nearly. Like not like he's about to burst out crying, but like his eyes are watery. Ooh. There's things happening at a much more personal level for me. And yet they seem to be also affecting my friends and neighbors. And, and you seem like trustworthy folk and I heard what you've done. In Aberton, in Eskadar, and you should probably Before? know the truth of it. Um, I think that I'm being haunted. Haunted? Uh, and I think that whatever's haunting me is murdering folks of the Grange to torment me. Okay, that's a big jump. I'm not telling you that's not true. No, you don't understand. A murder ghost. No, I'm not saying I don't understand. It, it I'm is, saying it has what? brought me to the brink of despair, and I admit that I find the thought of your your wonderful circus a, a welcome distraction. But truth be told, though, I, I doubt it will help in the long run. Even with your circus here, I fear the hauntings and and the debts will continue. But I, but I find in your company that you're much, much more than a simple circus performance or business managers. You having you the stuff of heroes I believe so so I can't help but allow myself to feel a little bit of hope hope that you will be willing to help we are 
We are a bit of adventurers, and I am a champion. I have a question. Yes? Did the person in your parlor die because of this ghost? He goes very quiet. That's what I thought. If you're going to help you, we have to know what they're up against, yes? Or even what it is. For the last 14 months, I've been experiencing what I first believed to be... I just thought they were dreams, but nightmares. But I think they're more than that. I think they're hauntings. Whenever I have this dream, the next day a townsfolk dies. Uh, What kind of dream, if you don't mind? Seeing such a confident man so suddenly, like, almost clawed up by genuine terror is a little bit unnerving for all of you. Mm Mm-hmm. It always starts the same. I I awaken late at night, and I see her, a, a young girl, standing in the doorway of my bedroom, and her eyes are hollow. She wears a funeral shroud, but I, I do not recognize her as any person I've ever tended to, and she always stands for a moment and leaves the bedroom, disappearing from sight. Uh, the first few times I was too scared to follow. Uh, <laughs> I I couldn't. I'm not a, I'm not a coward, but I I couldn't. And hmm. after multiple visits, I had to follow. And each of these times, the girl has always descended the stairs to the viewing parlor, where she stands beside the empty cataphlacte, silently pointing at it. And I wake up, and I'm standing there. In front of the coffin. Drenched in a cold sweat and the young girl is gone, but... I, I never know if it's just a dream or if I sleptwalked or... The next day, there's always someone there. Someone else will be dead in my coffin. By nightfall, it... Every time. I, I don't... There's no pattern. The, the people who show up... The... The deceased are of all ages and walks of life. Some have been ill, some old, some young, some healthy. But there's one thing. Mm. They all died unexpectedly in their sleep. Is there no other cause that you can decipher? No, it just seems like natural causes. There are no injuries. There's no... No sign that they were poisoned. No trace of magic. Their heart simply stopped. Do you perhaps uh, know who that little no. girl is? No, I have no idea who that little girl is. I've never seen her before in my life. Uh, can I see if he's lying? Uh, sure. Make me a deception check. Uh, that's 14 plus 15. That's, uh, he 29. seems to be telling the truth. Like, it does sound like he's literally never seen this okay. girl before. Hmm. Okay. There's never been any evidence of foul play, and I've, I've never told anyone about the visitations. But some of the townsfolk are beginning to talk. They're saying that old Vandy, he's uh, hes making a lot of money these days, isn't he? Getting very rich very quickly, isn't he? And, um... Uh, they're, they're not saying I'm doing anything bad, but I am profiting off this. And that's... <laughs> You must forgive me. I... I feel... I feel this crushing sense of guilt. Um... 
as if it's me doing it, you know? Mm, I understand. Have you tried not sleeping? Yes. Yes, I have. Mm. I don't know what to do. And it didn't work? No, it didn't. I've considered going to a local priest, but the Grange already experiencing the stress of the bad harvest. I, I, I fear that a loss of confidence in my leadership could cause an economic collapse among the members of the Grange. Uh, and not at a time that they're already vulnerable, I... I need your help, please. Yeah. We'll help in any way we can. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not much of a dessert, is it? Okay, dear. <laughs> um... I... I've told you everything. I, I suppose the first thing I can tell you is that my first... The first victim was, um... An old man from named Curry who lived near Matt and Cleve. He was mm-hmm. long known to have a heart condition, so it wasn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. But only after folks began dying following my nightmares did I start get you know worried. And now people are saying that his house is haunted. His house? <laughs> yes, old Curry's place. Where is that? Uh, Curry's place. It's in uh, the next town over, not too far from the Wellspring Tower, actually. Matt and Cleve? Okay. He was a, we could check that out. He was but... a horrible old man, but still, he didn't deserve to die. But if that's if something killed him, he didn't deserve to die for it. He was just nasty. Uh, you say that um, you walk in your sleep, yes? That's what I taught, but I don't know if I'm mm. even asleep. Uh, Volio kind of gets up and he's like, Well, I guess that's cause for a sleepover. <laughs> Ariato, make me a will save. What is happening? Ghost fight. 21. You do not want to stay here. You actually, like, fall over when Volio suggests that. Are you okay? Ariato? I, uh... You're so itchy. I don't... I'm not sure if that's a... If you do not want to stay, it's okay. It's... You're not even sure if it's here specifically. Ariato, you you don't know if it's here, but suddenly I, even the idea of sleeping in this town is overwhelming. And you don't know why that is. In fact, the idea of sleeping at all is overwhelming suddenly. Can you imagine going to sleep right now? Ariato, you don't know why that fills you with such a panic, but the idea is suddenly that you might see that girl is so overwhelmingly terrifying. It's irrational, but suddenly you're afflicted by that. You have a bathroom close by. Uh, y- yes, yes. Um, he kind of like stands up and um, he kind of like uh, he points up, like he brings you upstairs. There is like a bathroom that you can like just kind of go into, and he brings you up and kind of like waits outside. And says he not Savolio and Royari. He's like, I'll I'll be right mm. back, I guess. Um, as soon as they're gone for the moment, Royari looks at Volio and is like, "Is something wrong with with um with Ariato?" Do you think it's because of the ghost? I don't know. She hasn't told us, so I'm not like, sure yet. But something is wrong, and I'm worried about her. She doesn't mm. always like talking about her problems. Oh yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm just I worried. Gall of Volio to say that. 
raises <laughs> an eyebrow um, and sort of sighs and is like, I just worry about her. She's got so much in her life. I know she's always been so stressed. I was really worried about the thing with Dusklight, and now this is happening, so I'm just concerned for her. Well, hopefully, she will open up when she opens up. I think before, uh, like, we switch, jump to Ariato, um, there is, like, some a knock at your the kitchen door, and it's, uh, like, a, a stranger opens the door. It's, like, a rosy-cheeked uh, middle-aged man, a little tubby, bald, clearly, like, clearly has been crying. And uh, he kind of blinks when he sees you and says, Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to intrude. Um, I, no. I was looking for Mr. Vandy. I, I want to say oh, that me and my wife were yeah. heading on. Uh, oh, we can pass this on for you. Uh, he was going to escort a friend of ours to the bathroom. Uh, he will be down any minutes if you're not in a rush. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, yeah. Fine. Sorry, I, I. There's no need to worry. We, no we were just, you know, visiting our Humber in the other room. Mm-hmm. He was uh, always a bit of a capricious spirit at Humber, but. You know, didn't let anyone tell him what to do. Ah. So it's kind of a shock to see him just lying there. Long character, he'd never lie down. I could imagine. Sorry, uh, just mumbling. You're okay. We'll, we'll be yeah, heading on. I understand. We'll be heading on. We don't want to. But just let Mr. Vandy know we really appreciate what he's doing here. Yes, of course. We'll make of sure course. to pay extra. <laughs> it's what, uh, it's what mm. Humber would have wanted. Now. Mm. None but extravagant for him. home safely, okay? Of course. See you now. And this, uh, the Hutton Fells leave. Right, Rari turns to William and is like, this is really not the circus. <laughs> oh, she's into... I miss the funny things. <laughs> Me too. Let's make jokes. Ariana, you're in the bathroom. Um, how are you doing? She is washing her face, trying to make herself wake up. And she's honestly afraid to look in the mirror. How come? Her eye. What's wrong? Remember when Beelzebub was saying that there was something shifting in her eye? Yeah, that was weird. The changeling eye. (laughs) (laughs) That was weird, he says. Do you look in the mirror? I think she does tentatively. You look in the mirror and there is absolutely nothing wrong with your eye. You look completely normal. You bring a hand to your face to wipe your brow, and I think that's when you realize that your nails have grown four inches over dinner. (sighs) Two inches for each failed will save. I think she looks for a nail clipper. (laughs) You find one pretty quickly. It's not easy because you've got like fucking scissor hands right now, but you quickly turn them off back to normal. And just in the sink, you see ten little daggers of nail. Puts them in the fucking trash can. <laughs> Make sure everything else is clean and in order before she, uh, before she washes her face again and leaves. So, Ariato, what was the changeling feat you took? Called. In every changeling's life, there comes a time where they start to change. When their mother, somewhere, starts calling for them. To become just like Mama. And Ariato. <laughs> trust it to happen during the spooky ghost arc. But you're starting to change. And 
tonight seems to have been the first night and it was particularly violent. Just because it's not going to happen this badly doesn't mean that it's not going to happen anymore. Uh, miss, Miss uh, Barty? Knock, 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 knock. Are you all right uh, in there? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. She does the thing where she fakes using the bathroom and just flushes the fucking toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you use the, the, the high-tech uh, indoor plumbing that's in this place. And <laughs> wow. and uh, you open the door and he's like, he's not too close, but he's definitely like close enough to be like clearly concerned. It's like, I, I hope my tail didn't upset you or anything. No, uh, no, I'm... Uh, I had nightmares before, too, and some of them were particularly bad. So, uh, I guess I just understand. I suppose from. I should have asked first. Um, oh, you took off your fake nails. Yeah, they were just getting a little irritating. I can understand that. Do you, do you want to come downstairs? I'll, I'll, I'll make sure the night ends on a positive note. We'll have right. that lemon pie, shall we? Yeah. Let's go. Operavanti brings you downstairs to finish the night on as positive a note as you can, but Ariato is very hard to fall asleep that night. Because it's not the same kind of dreams as whatever's going on here necessarily, but you are so afraid of what you'll see if you go to sleep. You promise to Operavanti that you'll absolutely put on a great show here in Carrick and around the rest of the Swordlands. You'll be traveling around all, all your time here going from place to place rather than staying in one uh, town at a time. And you'll make sure to try to solve this mystery for him. Talk to the people around the Swordlands and see what's happening. What's... What might be behind these hauntings. And who that little girl in the... in the parlor is. And Ariata, when you do go to sleep, you dream of nothing. Not just... you don't have any dreams. It is like an inky blackness and every single molecule of that blackness is looking at you life's long shadow is cast on you and you all have a lot of investigating to do This episode of Dice and Roll would not have been possible without the generosity of our Patreon supporters. Daniel McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Dennis FFX, Ava, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Rick Jones, Casper, Steph, 
Emmerlin, Cold Out Name, Sean C, Skyly Peep, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Elizabeth, Jenna Mitchell, James R, Kane Kendrick, Don Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Mel Eeyore, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Jolene, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Sonia, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Aderna, Jean de Bookhorror, SS66Seeker, Leon, Lynx, Dame Valerie Deterred, and Sierra. Thank you all so much for supporting us. If you want to help keep it rolling, check out our Patreon and see the stuff you can get for helping. Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.